0: You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com.
1: So you've listened to my show, you've gotten to know the people behind the camera and in front of the camera, and you're thinking to yourself, I really want to be able to watch porn in an Ethical way. I want to pay for my porn, but I don't want to join just one website where I can only get one brands type of content or one porn stars type of content. I want to be able to access it all. This is why you should go to hotmovies.com because Hot Movies has everything. They have scenes from All of the biggest porn companies, all of your favorite porn stars, they basically have everything. And if you use code HOLLY, you can get your first 20 minutes for free. So what have you got to lose? Support this industry and also get access to all of the hottest, latest releases at hotmovies.com. And do not forget to use my code HOLLY for 20 minutes free. Today on the show, we have the dirtiest girl in porn with the dirtiest mouth, Christina Rose. This girl is going to crack you up. She is so funny and she is not afraid to say exactly what she thinks. And I feel like that kind of honesty is refreshing. So without any further ado, let's welcome Christina Rose to Holly Randall Unfiltered. (laughs) Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Today in the studio, I have the self-proclaimed dirtiest girl in porn, <laughs> Christina Rose.
0: Thank you. Thank yes. you for
1: coming.
0: <laughs> oh, no worries. It has been a while. I know. What happened to you? Where'd you go? Um, <laughs> Where did I go? I just kind of like, I got... Into life, I guess. I don't know. I came, I saw, I conquered. And after a while, I just kind of was feeling like, am I an addict factory now? <laughs> like, at first, it's all fun and exciting. And then you reach the top, and then you're like, Okay, do I keep sucking these same dicks? Or, you know, I mean, I know I killed it. I'm going to continue to kill it. Do I let these new girls come in and take over? Like, what do I do? So
1: just, like, stepping back and giving them some room.
0: Yeah. (laughs) uh, That and, um, you know, the industry just was kind of different. And I just kind of – you need a break. You know what I mean? I was shooting pretty much almost every single day for, like, six years straight. Yeah. And you know, even as fun as it is, you just you need a break for, like, self-care mm-hmm. and all of that. So I kind of took a break for a while, and then I briefly came back for a little bit. And then now I'm just kind of on some super domestic thing. <laughs> I can't even believe it myself, to be honest.
1: Yeah, you said that you were cleaning all day before you came in.
0: It's like I went from – porno stripper sex drugs rock and roll to like baking quiches and taking my dogs on walks like i'm drinking kombuchas <laughs> my poop floats now <laughs> like we went from you know me freaking out about oh my god you blew the line everywhere to like oh my god my milos burnt like <laughs> <laughs> wow it's tri- it's trippy. I guess that's me entering my mid thirties, and like I don't know. You just you slow you calm down a little bit yeah <laughs> like a lot and for me i guess i was so extreme before so now it's like i'm going the other way i'm not mad at it though i'm still a little wild i have my moments
1: yeah i feel like the the christina rose we all know and love is still in there oh
0: no it's still there it's definitely there i just channeling things a little bit differently <laughs>
1: yeah you moved you just moved in with your boyfriend right
0: i did yeah that's interesting
1: is this the fir- this isn't the first time you've lived with a guy is it
0: this is the first time I've lived with a man. Before, I've lived with suitcase pimp boyfriends, mm-hmm. so there's a little bit of a difference there uh, in the dynamics, but it's definitely different from me. Li- I've always lived by myself, and I always rule the roost kind of thing, and now I'm, like, moving in with my boyfriend, and he's more like an actual man cuz he has a job and a career and things <laughs> and things situated and doesn't have a drug problem or anything like that so it's 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 different like mo- moving in with anyone is an adjustment as it is yes. but it's it's definitely fun challenge
1: (laughs) i love it i love this new domestic christina that's awesome so are you still but you're like still shooting for yourself you're doing content for yeah
0: i'm doing content for myself um i do like OnlyFans, and um i'm gonna be starting to do a podcast because i've had a lot of people over the years ask me to do that um so i'm gonna try it out my free time and see how that goes and I also paint, too. I'm trying to get an art show together and oh, do that. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, I was pressuring myself too much last year to, like, hurry up and finish these paintings and you need this many more. To-. Mm-hmm. But now I'm kind of doing it more on a relaxed thing which is working a little bit better, I think. But yeah, hopefully in the spring I'm gonna be doing a show. What kind of paint what kind of art do you do? I do I paint with watercolors. Okay. Yeah, I've been painting for a long time. I started painting when I was 18 and I kind of put it to the side when I was shooting a lot. I didn't really Mm -hmm. have time. And then once I stopped shooting so much, I kind of took a break from porn, I had time to get back into painting and I really enjoyed it and I've just kind of Got better without even painting mm-hmm. over the years. I don't know. Maybe life experience makes your painting deeper. Mm-hmm. So uh yeah, I started doing that, and I just playing around with that a little bit and trying to put together this podcast.
1: So what kind of stuff do you paint? I'm just I'm just trying to picture like what it is um, that you do.
0: I, I might have some stuff on my phone. Uh, I paint. I've been painting a lot of portraits. Okay. Um, I usually start from an image and then I'll paint that. Like, I don't know, just, I've been painting people, I guess, that. Are, have been iconic to me in my life throughout growing up. It's funny that there's this like a uh, movie or whatever about Lorraine Abobbit because I had just finished a painting of her like a, about a year ago. Oh, wow. I've always been very fascinated with L- Lorraine Abobbit, June 23rd, 1993. <laughs> your dicks ain't worth shit. <laughs> your dicks are worth three weeks at a mental institution for evaluation and then freedom. That's how much your dick is worth. <laughs> wow. is so, yeah.
1: that, so that's all she
0: got? Yeah. Wow. That's all she had to do. I painted a really sick picture of Dennis Rodman. Um, I painted a picture of Patsy Klein. A lot a lot of celebrities. Mm-hmm. Um I painted pictures of Phil Spector, just different people that I guess touched my mind in some way. Mm -hmm. And now I'm starting to do um, more things that I've actually hand-drawn. So I'm starting from images that I've drawn on my own. And it's a lot of dicks and boobs and stuff. (laughs) Like abstract dicks and boobs and vaginas. I guess that's the last decade of my life speaking out through my art, but it's coming together pretty well. So
1: I feel like people are into that though, too. Like that kind of abstract sexual art. I think that's, it's it's unusual.
0: Yeah. I think I've gotten good responses from it, from uh, the stuff that I posted on my Instagram. So I don't know. I'm just going to keep doing it. I like doing it. Um, it's fun for me. I have my own little things that I do.
1: I, you know, I actually became a photographer because I wanted to be an artist, um, Ever since I was a little girl and I used to draw all the time, but I was just not very good at it. So photography for me was a way for me to create art without having to put pen to paper. But it originally started because I wanted to be an artist. Well,
0: photography is like fucking just as complex as painting or anything. I think sometimes that what you're interested in, you start in one thing and then it'll kind of lead you mm-hmm. to something else. I've always really liked music, but I'm not really musically – Capable. I don't play any instruments or anything. I have absolutely no rhythm at all, so <laughs> it's not really going to work out for me. But it, it, through music, I listen to a lot of music when I'm painting pictures, and I listen to certain types of music when I'm painting certain paintings. And so, I mean, everyone kind of finds their way, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, tell us about the podcast. What is that? what Do you have a name for it yet? I do. It's called K Hole Radio. <laughs> <laughs> and the name came about through an acid trip. <laughs> so it's kind of, yeah, I don't know how really just K Hole Radio. My name's Christina. And being in my mind and my world is kind of like being in a K Hole, I guess. And I hear that uh, the special K is coming back in a big name. So maybe it'll be relevant to these millennials no special taste coming back I guess all these kids are doing ketamine now I'm like whoa I don't
1: know like so many of these drugs these days like I just I don't even know what they are I'm like can not we just
0: stick to like the old fashioned shit like let's just just smoke some weed and take <laughs> you know do some cocaine at a party every once in a while well and now <laughs> weed's legal
1: you know and it's like crazy because now people are packaging it as this like high end kind of um I don't know. It's just like I I see these billboards and it's just like it's so bougie.
0: I'm disgusted. Like the the other day I had some like – some girl be so condescending to me at the weed store. I've – anyone that knows me knows that I'm a huge fan of – drugs (laughs) drugs <laughs> and so i mean i have a vast knowledge of things and i've been smoking weed since i was in middle school so i go in and i'm like oh yeah let me see your sativa hybrids and your indica hybrids and this girl like super young she's like you know there's a difference right and i was like look i've been smoking weed since before you had your fucking period so just give me what i asked for and let's go and then they want to charge me like a hundred dollars for crap I'm like, this is insane. It's
1: crazy, <laughs> this is right? Like insane. Do you? But like, I mean, it's a good thing that we. I mean, what's it like for you now? Like, it's so crazy because before, I mean, remember trying to find the dealer, and you would like get the stems, and sometimes it had seeds in it, and now it's just like all this super highbrow. I, mean, I hate it. To you be hate honest. it? I
0: hate it. I mean, I've actually... i worked in a weed shop before. Like, when I wasn't shooting, I used to work for this weed shop. It was kind of funny. Like, they didn't know that I used to do porn, and people would come in, and they, I was like, no, no, don't tell them. Because I liked the... Being just regular, here's the broom, you know, yeah. like kind of thing. Especially after coming from where I was where everyone's like, oh, I'll kiss your ass because I want you to do something for me, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. So it was nice. And so I learned a lot about weed, like think, technical things that I didn't know before mm-hmm. and now just, I don't know. It's good and it's bad. They're taxing the shit out of it, which I guess could be good for whatever if they use the taxes for the if right they reasons. use it but they're not gonna use it for that so i just really feel like i'm getting fucked in the ass with a sandpaper condom for like some shit that isn't even as good as the shit i was getting before yeah I miss the days of you showed up – the weed guy. You either had to go to him and if you were at a bougie weed guy's place, it was like two different turkey bags, like one sativa, one indica. Wow. That was the option. See, I never had a weed guy that gave me options. He just gave me weed. No, yeah. Or you would have the weed guy who was like he had the weed and he would show up four hours later and like you just got what you got. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah, absolutely. That was was it. Now it's like – And a lot of it that that's out there, it's just not even good weed. It's just they grow it to look good, but a real weed connoisseur is going to know that it's not really good weed, and they're just trying to sell you with all this technical talk that...
1: How can you tell what's good weed? Is it like the amount of crystals on it? Because I know they give you like the magnifying glass. It's not glass. even about
0: the amount of crystals in my opinion because in my experience the amount you can put um like you know different kind of nutrients in your weed to make the crystals more or make the color this or that. Um I really like to go by nose mm. if it has a, a particular smells that I like. A lot of the weed now, it looks really good, but it smells like hay. There's nothing. It doesn't, like, I'm not trying to smoke hay. Like, I'm trying to. <laughs> where's the chronic at? Can we just bring that back the good old-fashioned chronic? Yeah. <laughs>
1: it's, almost, it's kind of like wine tasting then. It's like, you know, you smell yeah. it first. Yeah,
0: and I've been to things like that too. Like, have you ever been to one of those um, those gatherings and it's, like, low-key, like, invite only and they like rent out like a bar or something and it's like a smoking lounge and mm-hmm. you get to sample all different kinds of products i've been to a couple things like that it was before they legalized it but i'm sure they do still do things like that yeah too. that was kind of cool but i don't know i just like the can old-fashioned you, can you really judge the
1: weed like towards the end of the evening as a because aren't you already like super they're just, stoned?
0: they're just smoking it to sm- just
1: Let's get high as food. Because, yeah, you're not, it's not like when you go wine tasting where you can sip it and then spit it out so you don't I'm get never drunk. I'm not going
0: to disrespect uh, any sip of wine by spitting it out. I'm <laughs> swallowing. I, I don't know if you've heard about me, but I swallow. <laughs> I actually went wine tasting once a
1: long time ago and I had that same sentiment and I was like, I am not spitting this wine out. That's disgusting. That's like uncouth. I was so fucking hammered by the end. That's right. I ended up buying like two cases of dessert wine, which I hated, but like (laughs) I couldn't taste anything at that point. like,
0: this is good. Such a bad idea. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I love wine. That's my jam. Like I get a bottle of wine and I just start doing my paintings. I think I'm like some kind of female painter- Pornographer Bukowski or something Like <laughs> my wine and shit I could see that Yeah <laughs> It's cool but then it's not cool When my boyfriend tries to invade my wine I'm like whoa There's <laughs> not enough in here for both of us <laughs>
1: <laughs> So Christina Let's let's start from the beginning How did you get into porn? I remember when you came for a go-see When you first started
0: Oh my god that's great. With Spiegler Yeah Oh my God. Yeah. I remember that too. Yep. Yeah.
1: I, how I got my in- friend, remember that guy Sam that we were both friends with? I think you were dating him.
0: Oh my God. Yeah. Remember <laughs> those things we, I said there was nothing that I wouldn't talk about. That one. We're going <laughs> to put that one, the, that one on the shelf and just leave it there until right. it rocks. Fair enough. <laughs> oh my God. I totally forgot about that. Thank God. He gave me a complex about hairy toes. I remember once he
1: said something to me about like how hairy toes on girls were like the biggest turnoff. And I don't know. Ever you
0: know what's then. even even bigger turnoff than hairy toes <laughs> is men with zero money and zero ambition. Okay? <laughs> you have zero money, zero ambition. And your mom thanked me because she took a look at her taxes and was like, oh, my God. I made so much more money this year because I didn't have to give half of my money to my son because of this lovely girl <laughs> who's <laughs> taking this. Barnacle under her wing. <laughs> oh my
1: god. So I'm gonna assume you guys don't talk anymore.
0: <laughs> I mean, no. Every once in a while he makes an attempt to be a creep, but I'm just black. <laughs> I'm the queen of the block button. I I totally use it all the time. <laughs> On social media and your phone? All the time. Absolutely. I had someone the other day tell me, like, you know, you should just not use your block. Like, that's that shows weakness. I was like, no, that shows an empowered person saying, Nope. I don't need that. I don't need that shit in my world. Well, that's the thing. It's like the internet has given
1: everyone a fucking soapbox and not everybody should have a soapbox. Some people should have
0: soap in their mouth. Like, yeah. straight up. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. There's That's what I think that's coming to right now. It's like the internet and, you know, there was social media. There was people that stood out. Mm-hmm. At the pioneers so to speak mm-hmm. and then there's all these sheep that are like I'm going to be just like that I'm going to copy that steez and then they do their own version of that now there's more idiots in the world than there are influential people That's so then true. all these idiots are liking the idiots more than the actual influencers because mm-hmm. they're more relatable it's more attainable it's something they can actually be because you're not an influencer you're just a regular schmegular person and there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that be regular smangular person. We need people like that. That's what makes things go. But be yourself, always be yourself. Right. Now all the actual cool people are backing away from the internet, I feel like. They're like, we gotta keep our coolness a secret. They're <laughs> exploiting it. I don't know. And there's just too much too many crybabies and too many people standing for things. Like I'm all for standing for stuff, but at the end of the day I'm like, are you standing for something? Or you just wanna see yourself talk and be important to somebody?
1: Yeah. Yeah, virtue signaling. There's
0: a difference between you see someone that's actually like with the movement and about the movement as far as, and then bandwagon people that are just like, I'll get some likes from this.
1: It's kind of crazy because there's definitely some girls that I see on Twitter who, like, all they do is bitch and complain and jump on this story and jump on that story with no facts and no knowledge, and they just want to like, and they're in this echo chamber, you know, because <laughs> all their fans are like, whatever you say, you're amazing, oh my god, I totally agree with you. Yeah. And so they think like, oh, you know, like, I'm so right and I'm so righteous in my anger and it's like, no, you're just an idiot. And the rest of us who think you're an idiot are just keeping our mouths shut.
0: We just, yeah, we're not partaking in your dumbness. Like, yeah, exactly. I don't know. Yeah, it's sometimes just because I'm petty and I get bored and I, and I want to argue. Like sometimes I see those things and I feel like back years ago, I'd be like, you know what? Let me just poke a hole in this whole bullshit right here. And yeah. I would, and it would be like, all the real people would be like, oh, DM me. Like, yes, thank you. I wanted to say that. Mm-hmm. And now I'm just like, eh, I'm just going to let that person be an idiot because it's funny to watch. Yeah. <laughs> I actually follow some girls on – I'm not even really in the know too much about who's really popping right now or not. Mm-hmm. I get all of my information like that from Peter Warren. Mm. But um, but I follow certain girls and um, like I'm really good friends with uh, Ashley Blue or, you know, Oriana. Oh, mom. yeah. And so we'll send girls that we particularly like to follow. And it's not so much that we're like following them because like, they're like, Oh, they're so cool. It's like, I love watching this tragedy unfold. The train wreck. Like the mental, and I don't mean like in a way, like I don't want someone to see someone going through on a downward spiral, like as far as like hurting themselves or anything like that. Yeah. But just the verbal train wreck of like the dumb shit girls say, as yeah. far as it's something that's super egotistical or whatever. Cause I've even said and done my own dumb things like that in right. my heyday yeah. of, you know, when I'm all gassed up and everything. So it's just funny to watch and to like kind of come around to the other side and be like oh look at that i remember i was was a dumb little bitch like that too look at her go (laughs)
1: yeah i know right it's like oh you have no idea
0: yeah and it's fun to watch because it's like also embracing my own stupid shit that i've said and done or my little stances on things i'm like Mm -hmm. you were just like that remember (laughs) Mm -hmm. yes we were i don't know so it's kind of funny do you speaking of uh
1: like ridiculous people on the internet i've like got this new obsession have you heard of hard rock nick no oh girl rock, nick? what's that he's like this bald chubby dude who looks like a genie who swears that he like he's been trying he's been like fake flexing on instagram forever like saying that like he has all this money i gotta show you pictures of. i
0: him. definitely need to see those. This. this sounds like something i would phone? love yeah So he like gets his eyebrows done and he has like Um,
1: fake eyelashes, but he says he's straight and it's just like he's – and he just posts the most ridiculous stuff. Like one of his posts was um, something like, you will never do better than me. Um, Girls after they have broken up with me have gone through things such as uh, brain cancer. Um, They've turned gay they've killed themselves, like just these insanely I mean, outrageous claims. And it's just so obvious that he's completely full of shit. And so he I think Tom Segura mentioned him on his podcast and he blew up. He went from 900 followers to 20,000 followers in a week.
0: Wow. And like all these people are trolling I mean, him on his page. Shout out to Tom Segura though because he, he has that kind of star power to, to, oh, give, yeah. it, to give an idiot like this like, some, like a mass amount of followers at one time i love tom segura he's awesome wow are those real eyes or do you think they're contacts i don't know i don't know i love a man that wears contacts
1: definitely says that he's real i mean look at this guy's like look at that and so he constantly talks about here i'll read like one of his most outrageous posts because it's fucking hilarious okay so (laughs) Born in Las Vegas, Nevada, grew up in Manhattan Beach, California, graduated from UC Berkeley on my 12th Mercedes-Benz. Houses in Irvine Cove, Del Mar, San Francisco, West Hollywood, Las Vegas, of course, Dallas, Texas, and Tokyo, Japan.
0: He sounds like an escort. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, does he have the little airplane emoji to all these cities? I know, Right. <laughs>
1: Over $30,000 of tattoos on my body. Usually shop at Bristol Farms, Gelson's, or Whole Foods Market. Average one Amazon package a week. That's down from two a week this time last year. I'm sorry. I get like 15 Amazon packages a week, and I am not a fucking millionaire.
0: I don't know. Like, I mean, is Amazon flexing? Because I use Amazon too. I know
1: <laughs> that's that's like the great thing.
0: Uh, uh-uh. uh no, I'm not trying to flex at all. Zero, zero. I am. I'm. I'm negative flexing because I don't need the IRS on my dick anymore than they already have been in yes. the last like five six years. Oh my god! I There's know. no flexing over here. I'm broke. I have no money. I'm on EBT. <laughs> 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 that's it
1: <laughs> yeah the IRS is like you do not fuck with the IRS
0: oh all. no the IRS are the legit real mafia mm-hmm. <laughs> for real they oh, don't yeah. they don't care
1: <laughs> yeah no they're 100% and I mean that's usually like when the government couldn't come after you know the mobsters or they did this to porn stars too they if they couldn't get you on certain charges they'd come after you with tax evasion
0: Oh, That's how wow. they get you. That's crazy. Yeah. I'm like, I was paying my shit. I just had shitty fucking tax people. Yeah. Whatever.
1: Yeah, they're brutal. But, um... So anyways, you... But you gotta follow... So this guy was hilarious. Um, oh, here we go. Uh, once you've dated me, it's mathematically impossible to do better than me in selecting another mate. After breakups, my exes have endured the likes of terminal brain cancer. No bullshit. Suicide by lethal injection. Decades of psychotherapy, prison time, or in other milder examples have become gay or settled for men who some way or another look like me. Wow. It's, you, you go down a rabbit hole looking at this guy's post. It's just unreal. And it's so obvious that he's completely full of shit because like he doesn't have any pictures of his so called like Stuff. mansions or his cars. There's some like selfies that he takes in his car. You can tell he's in a pickup truck. Like it's just nuts. And so all these people are following him now and people are like trolling him on his page, but he doesn't understand that like everyone's being sarcastic. Those and Haters. joking him – or joking. Haters. He honestly thinks that, like, he has these hardcore fans. It's oh my God. fucking amazing.
0: Wow. I Yeah, you know, th- that's the one thing that I see – that I've seen social media really bring about that's just kind of so sad to me. Mm. It's, like, these pe- people have this need to, like, keeping up with the Joneses, like, this, like, I got to project this image and have mm. this image I just think it's bullshit and I really feel like just be you and just be yourself. I honestly, I feel I've had a lot of success with my, all my social media accounts in the past. And honestly, a lot of it had to do with me just keeping it real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, fuck, like, you know, whatever. Like, something shitty happens, something shitty happens or whatever. Like stop trying to like keep up with this image or it's more relatable when you're having a shitty time than when you're actually just living your best life and you're only documenting your best life. It's like, yeah, not really though.
1: Yeah, it's really contributed to a lot of like anxiety and depression because people feel like there's a certain way that they're supposed to be living, and they oh, look yeah. at these other people and they're like, "My life should be like that." Well, those people's lives aren't like that. They're not at they're all. Really
0: not. They're, it's it's funny because I'll I'll see like a lot of girls in the industry posting things like acting like they have this life, this you know, first class life. It's like, girl, no, you don't. Yeah, <laughs> your car does got repossessed <laughs> but i know you're the top girl in porn you got a projected image but your car got repossessed like you know what i mean like yeah. life happens to everybody and projecting this false image how do you it must be hard for people like that to wake up and have to look at themselves in the mirror and be like okay i have to live another lie again today mm-hmm. and then doesn't that make you feel shitty like you don't think you're good enough just as you are that you gotta like live like makeup like okay i'm gonna go stand next to this lamborghini that's mine and i'm gonna take a picture in it. and then i'm gonna go to this restaurant and take a picture by it so i could t- like what is this shit do
1: you know that i think it's in russia they have this uh is it in russia? maybe it's not in russia at all but anyways i know it exists i'm pretty sure it's in russia They have this jet plane that you can rent. Oh, it's here too. They have them here too. By the hour, and you can go in and take an Instagram post of yourself in a private jet that you are not flying anywhere in just to make it look like you have all this money.
0: Or like, wasn't it like Lil Bow Wow or someone that they pretended like they were flying a private jet, but then, and they posted these pictures on Instagram, like they're flying this, and they photoshopped themselves in front of a private jet. And really, they were on like a Southwest fella. <laughs> and they got outed by the people on the flight that saw him. I don't remember who it was. I think it was Bow Wow. I don't remember. Oh, Someone like that. so funny. I'm like, what? That's so much effort, man. Know, like, right? so much effort. Effort to go through,
1: and then like all these, um, you know, Snapchat filters and everything that like smooth out your skin and make Thank like your God. chin smaller and your <laughs> b- eyes bigger, but it's giving people like serious body
0: dysmorphia.
1: Oh yeah, like, plastic surgeries are way up, and people are just having these unrealistic expectations oh. of what they're supposed to look like.
0: Yeah, I mean, th- as far as like uh, beauty enhancements, I'm with it, but oh, yeah. I'm, I'm to, a point, it though, to a point though. To a yeah. point, it comes to a point where a lot of girls in the Industry, for instance, all of a sudden they want to have big asses, so they get them injected. They're not even doing, they're not even researching. They're just doing it. They're not thinking about life in the next. Remember, in the nineties, it was all about big fucking big implant titties Mm -hmm. and then later on it wasn't about that it's about more natural look Mm -hmm. and a bigger ass or now it's like all this crazy shit what is it gonna be like in another I'm waiting till my body's in fashion then then I'm gonna rock that season I'm not gonna change every every season according to society that's crazy
1: yeah well I mean you have like a big butt and like a little I mean you have that body that everybody and
0: when I got in the industry it was like big butts first started popping but they were like oh you need to lose weight then then they realized oh we're making money off of these asses let's uh let's pr- now everyone likes the big ass now my ass isn't even considered big my ass is like still the same size i was when i got in the industry mm. and it's it's not even considered big they're like oh you don't have a big ass no i have a real ass that's the difference yes. booty by jesus is what i call it <laughs> facial by jesus featuring donder manis booty by jesus <laughs> Um. Oh
1: my god. All right, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back and we're going to get back to that first question that I tried to ask you and then we went off on a tangent about uh. how you got into <laughs> All right. Holly Randall Unfiltered is also brought to you by Adam and Eve. AdamandEve.com is like the biggest online superstore for all of your sex needs. They've got toys, they've got lingerie, they've got movies. It's pretty much a one-stop shop for everything sexy. Now, you'll get 10 free gifts when you order one item. Something for her, something for him, something you'll both enjoy, And six free movies, plus free shipping. All you have to do is enter code HOLLY at checkout. That's H-O-L-L-Y at adamandeve.com for your 10 free gifts. Okay, we're back. So, Christina, how did you get into this industry?
0: I feel like it was destined for me, to be honest. (laughs) I moved to the Valley when I was 17, and I moved in with my older 23-year-old boyfriend. And then once I was 18, I got a job working for an adult pay site doing credit card processing. Okay. Then after I – they laid a bunch of people off. And after I was laid off from there, I had a hard time getting a job because of the adult-related – even though I was just doing customer service.
1: Oh, wow. I guess you couldn't put it on your resume.
0: I could, but then once I would tell them about it in the interview, it was kind of like I became like a freak show interview where they just wanted to ask me a bunch of questions, but I never really got hired. So I ended up starting to work for Matrix Content.
1: And oh you remember my, them? Oh, I do. I Robbie, was, yes. yeah, Robbie I was Bentley,
0: Norman's assistant, and um, in the office there, and I and I saw the back end of the business that I, I learned that there was agents, and I saw different girls come in that were like nothing, and then they blew up. And just being around the office, like, you could, you could do porn. Like, you're really pretty and you're a sexual person. Mm -hmm. And I was like, eh, I had a boyfriend at the time. And I was like, I think like 19 or something. And I'm like, that's a, that's a big choice. Yeah. So I never really took up on it, but I would living in the valley get offers to get into porn all the time. Like at the post office, some guy come up to me, like asking me if I wanted to be an adult. Really? Yes. Like creeps. Wow.
1: See, I would never have the balls to walk up to a girl and ask her that. so weird.
0: Never. Well, also, you don't have an idiot stick attached to your body, a.k.a. a a penis. So, (laughs) (laughs) you know, that means you're a little bit smarter than other people. Um, So I ended up – I was like broke as hell and I was working this job and they were doing an office trip to Cancun for the week so I had the week off and I kept getting offers a lot and I was like you know what I'm going to try this mm-hmm. and if it's cool if it's if it's something I don't like then it's just something I did that's like girl's gone wild but mm-hmm. a little harder Yeah. Uh, and then if it's something that I like then I'll go from there and I did it and I was like fuck this is cool <laughs>
1: what was your first scene
0: uh, my first scene was for Reality King's first time amateurs uh-huh. with Reno <laughs>
1: oh wow <laughs> yeah that's a blast from the past i
0: know so it was it i it was cool and i was like fuck i just made more and that's when they were still paying in cash oh uh. so i got that and i got all that cash my me i was like oh my god i just made this and i don't even make this in one month working my regular job i'm like i call job i'm quitting yeah and i just started doing porn full time and just blew up from there basically
1: who was your first agent
0: was it spiegler no my first agent was uh oh it's malibu what what was it called uh oh god i can't remember um just it was a very small uh agency they mostly had girls that only did girl girl i was one of the first girls that they had that did boy girl
1: it wasn't matrix was it
0: metro talent
1: Oh, Metro Town. Metro oh, Town. Man, they are yeah. not around anymore.
0: Yeah, no. So I was with them, and they only had girls that did girl girl, and and then it was me that started doing boy girl, and then one other girl, and then I was with her for about like a year and a half, and I just kind of felt like this was as far as she could take me, which mm-hmm. was true. Like she's good for like intro. Mm-hmm into porn but now I'm already done all that so now I need to like step it up to the next level right and I asked around to everybody I said who's the best agent in the business and everyone told me Mark Spiegler so I met Mark Spiegler and it was it went down went down from there
1: and he just like signed you kind of right away
0: yeah, I met up. He has his little things he does. You know, we met up for a lunch or whatever, and we spoke about. He asked me what I was looking to do in my career, and I was like, I want to kill it. <laughs> Basically, mm-hmm. I've decided that I'm jump all into this and I want to kill it. And at the time, too, when I was with Roxy. You know, I was pretty much told, like, oh, you'll never be like really a box cover girl or whatever. And I was just, I love when people tell me I can't do stuff because then I want to do it even more. Yeah. So I told Spiegler, and then it just blew up from there. Yeah. And I really, man, I fucking killed it. You you (laughs) certainly did. Uh, Like, how I gauge how I killed it, I know I killed it, but like seeing new girls now, Spiegler gets new girls, and I'm Mm -hmm. still close with Spiegler. I see him all the time. And they'll be like, barely eight, 18 or 19 girls are so young now getting into the industry but they're like oh my god you're christina i've loved you since i was little." i'm like whoa yeah i was cool to girls watching porn that means i'm really cool <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean,
1: you definitely you. I mean, you were well known for like your pretty, like intense scenes.
0: Yeah, no, I did a lot of hardcore stuff, and and you know, it was stuff that I was doing even before I did porn. So it was stuff that I was naturally into, and I think some girls don't ever have never tried that kind of stuff, and they're trying it for the first time in porn, which is cool to capture especially if it's something that they they like and you can watch them grow into those fetishes and things Um so yeah it was cool for me i liked it i i've i had a great career as far as shooting and all the hardcore stuff that i did and all and the time the time that i got to shoot in like my porn's like high school so there's everyone's class like i feel yes. like my class was like that was the last of the little bit of, like, that golden era of porn, like, the last bit of, like, real glamour, like, real, like... I don't know, like, it now it still exists. It's, like, actually, it's turning into... But for a minute, it was kind of weird. Like, now it's kind of getting more, I feel like, back to that kind of trying to get more high-end or whatever as far as some of the stuff that I've seen. But I felt like I was involved in a really magical time in porn and, like... I feel cool to be a part that I was able to be a part of that.
1: What are some of, like the biggest differences that you see in the industry now to to when you were in it?
0: Um, I, honestly, I obviously clearly like financially as far as for budgets for for movies, I see a lot of directors and stuff having a hard time with that. Um, what I've noticed as far as like from a performer standpoint, especially when I came back, um, it just seems like. I think it's because the the performers now are so young mm-hmm. that the the, the fuck the fuck it these little kids don't know what the fuck they're doing like
1: <laughs> fuck it I'm not, just gonna say what I
0: think you're not gonna show you're like I would never in my time you were booked for a scene let's say new sensations mm-hmm. you were fucking ten minutes late they. Are already calling another agent to replace you. They don't give a fuck who you are. If you're the top bitch in the business, they will replace you with some raggedy bitch from Gold Star. Stab Pronto. <laughs> They're gonna wait till you show up late to tell you, "Oh no, you need to go see your agent. Uh, you, you're we already got someone else coming." Now I gotta sit on set and my scene gets pushed back because some girl who's like barely 19 years old uh, is gonna show up to set three hours late. Who is this bitch? Is it Jenna Jameson, her fucking self, making a return? Or what's going on? Like, why are we waiting? And then also, too, I feel like the male performers, some of the younger guys that I've worked with, I'm just like do you know what a vagina is? (laughs) Have you ever seen one before? Like, I don't know. I was working with this guy and it was when I came back and he was newer and and he, you know, popping guy, popping newer guy performer. And he's like, look, moving me, making me look fucked up so his muscles look good. I'm like, no guy is looking at you. If you want to be the star of the movie, be in a gay movie. (laughs) You're going to be the focus. It's about me. You're just my dildo for the day. Like, get over it. You could be a good dildo. You could be a phenomenal dildo. You could be a dildo that has fans. But at the end of the day, you're supposed to make me look good. Yep. This yeah. This is my movie. This is my time to shine.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know it's a good male performer when he knows to, like, put his hand over, like, your little roll. Yes! And stuff he like makes that. you
0: look good. Yeah. I want to work with the guy that makes me look good in yeah. every position ever. Like, I don't want to work with a guy that's like, oh, he's got a nice tan and he looks cute but his dick's for shit. And he makes me look fat. Fuck <laughs> you. <laughs>
1: who are some of your favorite male performers?
0: Um, when I was shooting, back when I was shooting, I used to always shoot with Manuel and James Dean. I always loved those guys. I l- always loved the old school guys. I loved um who else? Steve Holmes, I always loved. Uh, Mick Blue was always great. Uh, who else? There's a lot of guys that I like. Alex Gons, I always liked. Um, I had my favorites. Uh, John, John, Nat Turner. I, the, the old school guys, I guess that's the difference now. Mm-hmm. Back in when I was shooting a lot, it was this crop of seasoned, professional mm-hmm. male talent. Mm-hmm. And now it's like that. I feel like there's too many guys and there, it's, It's just different.
1: There's a lot of new male talent coming in for sure. I'm super picky about who I hire, and I usually only try a new guy if, like, the girl specifically asks for them. But but there's some
0: girls are stupid too because they can't pick out good dick if if they've got (laughs) fucked by it eight times. Like, they wouldn't even know. No, I hear you. I mean, all those guys that
1: you mentioned are still in the industry.
0: Yeah, I know. So they, you know, they're still around because they're f- fucking legendary for a reason. Yeah. And that's why I feel lucky that when I was when I when I came in at 23 and young, I got all this like well, seasoned Rocco Saffredi, you know, like all this like Nacho Vidal, like I had all this crazy seasoned dick. Mhm. Evan Stone and like all, like all of this. And even like the C or D list talent or like the Mope squad. I had like <laughs> the, the creme, the creme de la creme of the <laughs> Mopes, like literally on any set. Now it's like. Where did you find these guys at a bus stop? You're like, fuck, we should hit up Home Depot. There's better dick there. <laughs> and, what we're, and they're all like plucking their eye. I'm like, you, no one, just catch your dick hard. Let's focus on that. Have you put enough concentration into keeping your dick hard during the scene instead of all this fucking shadows and shit you're putting on your... The scene's going to go great. You're going to win an award. If I si- if I co-sign your dick right now and you do good on my scene, th- t- you're you're, you're going to get nominated for the Manuel Ferreira Performer of the Year award. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm just I'm just glad I got to shoot when there was like bomb ass dick around. <laughs> do you think you'll ever come back? Um if my life takes a turn for the worse, <laughs> things don't go as planned. Maybe I'll make a return. No, I don't know. I can, I say never say never because you never know. And honestly, I like, I had a fabulous time when I was shooting and, um, you know, who knows? I know a lot of girls that have come back and they're like MILFs now and like doing their MILF thing and mm-hmm. that could be cool. You know, I could see that as being cool, but I don't know. I'm on some other shit now. I'm trying to bake some cookies and <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping that maybe in a couple of years, a few years, I'm going to sh- be showing up at the PTA meeting with my ratchet ass and <laughs> like, turn shit up. <laughs> you want kids? Yeah, so they can bully these other people's kids that suck. Like, we need to stop this. Like, this pussy-ass kids walking around with all their issues and their dilemmas. Like, no, I have to have a child so they can, like, you know, give these kids thick skin.
1: (laughs) You need to create a soldier.
0: I'm going to create the Antichrist. (laughs) (laughs) Basically. I'm hoping. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what are some of your favorite scenes that you've done? Like, if somebody wants to go check out like some of your best work, mm. where should where should they go?
0: Um, let's see, uh, my. Ultimate favorite scene was for my slut woman movie. I think it was the second. Was it the second one maybe? Or no, it was the first. The first one. Um, my slut woman movie. When I did the uh, scene with Manuel in the parking garage, that was a very. That won an award too. That was a very pretty phenomenal scene. That was probably the most epic scene I've ever done in my whole career. Why was it epic? Because we were dating at the time. So it was like this whole, and then Mason was directing it, and Mason's very inside her head, and she's like, um, was fucking with that, um, fucking with that dynamic. Because we weren't really supposed to be dating. So it was kind of like one of those situations. But I think that made for the scene to make it really you know explosive how yeah. it was um, and then also the scenes that I did for my movie for Belladonna Donna um, unfiltered uh, it was Christina Rose unfiltered and she was really cool because she was like I'm fascinated by you I want to make a movie about you and she basically let me pick all the performers and she just documented me and what I do and what I like and I like that in contrast to the movies that I did for Elegant Angel because Elegant Angel at the time was very, they want me to be me, but they also like, they like to edit a little bit because they want me to look, you know, good in a certain way that fits with the company, which is fine, but. Don't ask me who I want to fuck if you're just going to tell me that I'm just going to do this anyways, Mm -hmm. you know? But for the most part, Elegant was cool too, but uh, Belladonna really let me go on it, and Belladonna got Mike Stefano to come back Mm. for one scene only, and I got to fuck him in my own bed, in my own house, and it was rad. (laughs) (laughs) These girls will never know the legend that is Mike Stefano. Yeah, Like, he was... Paisan. Like, he was like the best. He was so good. Yeah. He was, they'll never know. I feel so bad for them. Maybe there'll be another one. There would never be another Mike Safana. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then what about girls? What were some of your favorite like girls uh, girl movies that you did?
0: Girl movies? I mean, I I worked with Jada Stevens a lot because we're like mm. the same height that we had like almost the exact same mass. So people yeah. like to put us in movies together a lot. I always enjoyed working with Jada because we had good offset chemistry as well as onset chemistry. I can see that. And we kind of like in a scene with each other, it, even if we're working with someone else, we just can look at each other and like you know chemistry's there there we just melt together well um who else i really enjoyed working with belladonna even though I, I only really got to work with her for her stuff um it was cool she's just like one of those people that was just when she looks at you you're like in a bubble with her mm. so very very cool cool chick uh who else I've mostly worked with guys. Like they're like, oh, she'll put a dick in her ass. Let's let's book her with two guys. Let's, let's like <laughs> we don't need another girl. I'm just yeah. stick it in her hole.
1: What were your favorite kinds of scenes to shoot? It's like gangbangs, just boy girl, girl girl, anal.
0: Um, for me, it was more about who am I working with because the chemistry involved in that, and who am I working for. Mm. There's very there's yeah. two different kinds of there. Well, there's many different kinds of sets, but there's you know. Sets that are fun and sets that are like, all right, am I going to get arrested today? I don't know. <laughs> like, Can you elaborate on that? Um, yeah. Let's see. I mean, as especially when you're first coming into porn, back when I was shooting, at least, you know, you got to do all the gym lanes and the <laughs> like mm-hmm. that, and you're just like. Why am I on set with this man called Johnny Thrust? Like what – he is a giant – like his existence is a giant herpes sore on the industry. (laughs) So having to deal with people like that or like – it's just – or unsanitary conditions like – or showing up. It's like, all right, I brought the vagina and all the wardrobe and the vessels and everything – you can't provide a douche. Like what? Like, am I supposed to go outside with a garden hose? Or how are we doing this? Yeah. Like I don't know. Just weird shit. Um,
1: I don't know. Did you have any like really bad experiences that stuck
0: out in your head, or mm. were they all just for the most part? I mean, I was I'm fortunate because mm-hmm. I was a Spiegler girl, so people yeah. don't really fuck with Spiegler girls, and Spiegler also has a tendency to pick girls that. Are not someone you want to fuck with anyways on their own.
1: Right. And I think he's also careful about the kind of shoots that he books you on. Like oh, he yeah. He's everybody. very, yeah.
0: If there, if there's a director or a company that Spiegler doesn't fuck with, there is a reason. Yeah. <laughs> there is always a reason. So I didn't really have too much stuff. And I'm a very outspoken person anyways. So
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as something's
0: going funny, I'm like, ah, mm, I don't know about that. That's no, I don't think so. Um, yeah. For the most part. And then also, too, I think just like how I was like was elevating in the industry. Mm -hmm. No one wanted to upset me. Everyone wanted to make me happy. So I'll do stuff for them like Mm -hmm. favors or whatever. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. So you. okay? so you've been you were in the industry for how long were you in the industry before you quit?
0: I mean, I think I was in for seven years straight. And then I stopped shooting Boy Girl. I was still doing some, like, uh, solo stuff. I would work still a lot for kink. Mm-hmm. Even when I wasn't shooting Boy Girl, I was just not shooting Boy Girl. I'd do mm-hmm. solo and occasional Girl Girl. And then I came back... Um, to the industry for, like, a couple years. So, all together, like, it's been, like, 10 years. I got it in 2007. Okay. Yeah. So, now, I didn't really shoot it all last year. I think I did a couple things, girl, girl scenes. Mm -hmm. And I did one... One boy-girl, boy-girl-girl girl scene for Angela White for her movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that was it. And I don't really plan to shoot this year at all. Just, like, stuff for my site, for my OnlyFans thing. And are you shooting it.
1: with other people for it? Or are you just doing solo
0: I stuff? haven't. I've been pretty much just doing solo stuff. Um, I'm just... I just pretty much only have time for that because I'm trying to do so many other things, mm-hmm. just regular life stuff. Yeah, you know. Um, so I'm pretty much just doing solo stuff. I'm I am still doing conventions. You're have, going to Adult Con, right? I'm going to Adult Con,
1: which actually, once this is released, Adult Con will already be over.
0: <laughs> well, you know what? You should Unless maybe, you're watching it live, yeah, then. maybe. Well, you should maybe have me back after that because who knows? I know <laughs> what you, I'll have right? to say. I've never done Adult Con. Um. So I don't know what to expect. I've had a lot of different people tell me a lot of different things. Yeah. So I'm expecting nothing, and I'm expecting it to be totally interesting. Interesting. <laughs> and yeah. I haven't done a, a convention, an adult convention in Los Angeles, because I don't really have any here. No. Besides Adult Con, in like six. Like since 2011. Mm-hmm. So, I'm like, you know what? Let me go. And I have since I'm moving, I've have all my porn stuff that I've just accumulated over the years is like 8 by 10s merchandise movies, my vagina mold or my asshole mold, like all this stuff. I need to get rid of it. Yeah. I do not have space for this. I'm not about to like have a storage unit full of weird pornography yeah. that I'm going to forget about and die someday and then oh, gonna be I like, why does lady have all this porn? I should have
1: bugged you to bring some stuff because I do
0: raffles for my listeners. Oh, really? Well, I can uh, maybe I can make you something and send it here because I need to get rid of all this shit. Will you send me a little Christina <laughs> Rose i'll send you box. a package yeah okay all right cool <laughs> yeah i have so much stuff i didn't realize how much stuff and the, yeah i mean i'm sure you have stuff too like oh, yeah i have all these outfits from over the years i've sold a bunch of stuff and i still have so much stuff yeah. so i'm trying to package things together and sell things and give things away and little raffles and stuff like that as well so yeah
1: yeah, I have a, the biggest room in my house is dedicated to all the shoot wardrobe, and I'm like have too much shit. I had to give a bunch of stuff. I had to drop off a bunch of stuff at the uh, charity. Oh yeah, foundation. No, like, I do all these stri- fucking old. stripper heels and like fishnet bodysuits. It's like I like to drop off to See my what old- they do with
0: it. No, I drop off my old stripper stuff or my old porno like clothes sometimes at the the old strip club that I used to dance at. Okay, that makes I, sense. Yeah, they used to have this box of old stripper shoes that were left behind so if girls break their shoes or something that yeah. they ha- can get a pair that night yeah. and I used to call it the Lost Souls box. <laughs> <laughs> so I just go over there every once in a while and like anything that I'm getting rid of like I'll just drop it off in that box and yeah. like some, you know, down and out strippers gonna
1: have- Yeah, I take it to the Jewish Women's Foundation just because it's the closest <laughs> thing to my house and I always want I wonder like what they do with that stuff.
0: I'm sure some people probably buy it. <laughs> I hope so. I hope it goes I mean, to a home. You know? Could you imagine like some girl down and out, and she's like, got to go to the goodwill to get some kind of stripper shoes so she could start dancing, get this Skrilla. <laughs> 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 so she can afford her own brand new pair of stripper shoes. And honestly, dude, if some girl got some. Old stripper shoes from something that you that's like legacy. How many fine ass, like bomb ass bitches have been in that (laughs) shoe? I know, right? That'd be pretty good. They have a history. You could sell that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. People buy it all the time. Like they email me with requests for certain outfits that I wore in certain movies and stuff. It's crazy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, people, I sell wardrobe too and people love it. Yeah. They really do.
0: Do you miss porn at all? Do you ever like. Um, you know, there are certain things that I have memories that I'm like, oh, that was so fun. That'd be fun to do again. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, I'm like, I'm just like, I'm not old, but I'm just getting to that age where I'm like, I'm not trying to do all that. It's so much work. It is a lot of work. It's like, I just want to sit at home and watch old episodes of Dog to Bounty Hunter. (laughs) (laughs) Like That's my steez. Uh, But you know, certain things like... Or just remembering things like when I catch up with Peter after ABN mm-hmm. and all, hearing about all the chaos and the drama and, yeah. the, and the highs and the lows I'm like oh I remember that was so fun but actually if it really came down to me having to go I don't know if I would want to go again after going for like 8 years straight it's like alright I'm done yeah it's a
1: lot and it's at the it's not at the Venetian anymore which was really great so it's at the Hard Rock ghetto. now which sucks it's such a shitty, I feel so lucky venue. that
0: I most most of, most of my AVNs were spent at the Venetian. Dude, that
1: place was amazing.
0: I got eighty-six from the Venetian one year. Really? Yeah, it was the year that I was like the most popping and got arrested for beating for beating Sam.
1: Wait, Sam who? Oh, oh! <laughs>
0: I got arrested for beating him the first night I got to AVN because he was insulting my beauty, and then he insulted my intelligence, and oh I and shit. he broke my phone, so I had to beat him, and I beat him, and the people in the room next to us heard him screaming, <laughs> and they called the police, <laughs> and but I got all, speaker got all charges dropped, and um, yeah, that was expensive.
1: And it's it's amazing, too, because Spiegler can totally do something like that. But I'm
0: still... 86 from the Venetian, and my lawyer was like, "I don't know what you did or said over there, but they are never letting you back into that hotel." <laughs>
1: Wait, okay, so hold on. If you walked into the Venetian, like, wh- what do they have? Like, I've you gone on, like, in le- there. I was gonna say, would they gonna recognize
0: there. you? They do have facial recognition thing but I really don't think they're doing facial recognition on me yeah. beating Sam Woolley. Like, they <laughs> like they should send me a check to be honest. <laughs> I mean, maybe like if you tried to pay with your credit card there or
1: something like that, then like name, name would be like, Yeah,
0: up. if I tried to, they, when yeah, they
1: booked, or me, booked a hotel room. Uh, but, Ellen
0: had to book me under someone else's name when they had me go. <laughs> it was a horrible experience. I had to spend jail. I was in jail for like the first 48 hours I was at in Vegas. And then I fucked it up for every other girl ever because they were all showing up late to their booths. And they're mm-hmm. like, Christina Rose was in jail for two days and she still showed up to all of her stuff on time i like, fucking couldn't believe <laughs>
1: I love it. like, you're still, like, being so responsible even after being in jail. That's it's kind not of about
0: being responsible. It's about fearing Spiegler ripping me a new hole to fuck and charging a shitty rate to fuck it. <laughs> like, I, that's basically what I want to I
1: was just going to say that's a true, like, earmark of, like, a, a Spiegler girl. Like, you go to jail, but, like, you still show up to all of your commitments.
0: Yeah. Time. No, for real. Especially because he had to pay some crazy amount of money to get me bailed out. Like, super crazy. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's not good, and I'm really lucky and fortunate too that they, the, the hotel security, stole my weed instead of reporting it to the police because I had so much weed on me, and at the time it wasn't legal there. Not only was it not legal, they have really strict laws it's the same against as heroin. weed.
1: Yeah, in in Las Vegas, for some reason, it was like. Yeah. Like prostitution's legal, but like heavy penalties for weed.
0: Yeah, so I'm really lucky that they stole that that might have been why they never under eighty six to me, but that I had so much weed, I was so scared for a second, I was like, Ooh, I'm going get in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> but so yeah. no, yeah, I got out of that. I got all, all out of that. That was that was cool. <laughs> <laughs> Oh,
1: my God. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Christina. Thank you, you for having awesome. me. <laughs> um, I'm excited about your podcast because you, you had our show on Vivid Radio.
0: Yeah. So you
1: definitely know how to do this thing. Are you just going to be interviewing – People like I'm this gonna format? I'm going to have a bunch of people or?
0: on. Yeah, I'm trying to have it be pretty laid back. I basically want it to be like, you know, podcast meets Wayne's World. Okay. <laughs> so, it's very relaxed format. I'm going to have all different kinds of people on cuz
1: Are you going to have multiple people on at once?
0: Definitely. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh, most definitely. I'm actually like I I I want to have certain people on together. I mean, I guess everyone does that. But I my one of my bucket list fantasies for my podcast is to chuck Woolery a situation like have one guest from one corner of some industry and then and another guest from another and have them fall in love on my podcast. <laughs>
1: So it's not going to be people just from the adult industry.
0: Oh no, it's get all over. Like I mean, I'm friends with all different kinds of people—comedians mm. and you know people that do art, music. I want to have people perform. I have people that are, do music bands and stuff like that. Mm. I mean, all different kinds. So I'm just gonna—I'm just playing with it a little bit, and no one's controlling me. I don't have to share with anybody. So no, you no, know, no one's ideas coming in and spoiling my <laughs> genius thoughts. <laughs> um so yeah i, I think it, i think it'll be pretty fun and i've been talking about it for, thinking about doing it for a while and a lot of people have been asking me to do it for a while so i've even attempted to do it <laughs> so i think it'll be i think it'll be fun
1: yeah i think well i think it's a perfect platform for you because i know you have a lot to say
0: Ugh, i never shut up <laughs>
1: <laughs> well can you tell everybody where they can find you online
0: Yes, you can find me on Twitter if you're still on that old ass piece of shit. My Twitter is at Christina Rose XXX. That's K R I S T I N A R O S E X X X. And my Instagram, because it's been deleted so many times, is Ben Gina Franklin. <laughs> that's I noticed that when I was
1: looking for you. Where did you get that name from?
0: I'm the female Benjamin Franklin. I ain't number money. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. I'm great at making money, horrible at managing it. <laughs> <laughs> and then you said you have
1: an OnlyFans, right?
0: Oh yeah. My OnlyFans is OnlyFans slash uh, OnlyFans.com slash Christina Rose. Yeah. That's awesome. that's pretty much all I'm doing right now.
1: All right. So if you guys want to catch Christina, you can only <laughs> find her in those places and look out for her podcast Khole coming soon. Yes. Right? Yes. All right. Awesome. And you guys can follow me at Holly Randall on Twitter and Instagram. And if you have any comments um, about the show, you can email me, hollyrandallunfiltered at gmail.com. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and we'll see you next week. Bye. I want to thank my guests for coming by and chatting with us today and a big thanks to you for tuning in. If you enjoyed the podcast, please do me a favor and give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. It really helps us more than you know. And if you're interested in behind-the-scenes access to the show, special bonus content, live streams of us taping the podcast, and more, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash Unfiltered. You can even submit your own questions or get an autographed photo from one of our guests. Thank you so much for listening. See you next week.